You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode 198 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Murray. Welcome back, everybody. Just uh, 16 days or so until The Mandalorian and about uh, 52 Woo! days. Woo! 52 days or so until The Rise of Skywalker. And it's every week, I keep saying this, and I'm going to keep saying it, it gets, it feels much closer every single week. I'm so excited. Tickets are bought. Yes. I've, I'm now seeing advertising on tv for disney plus in canada i still don't know how to sign up but at least now they're telling me that i can do it <laughs> <laughs> i was getting nervous so there's yeah. at least now i have the expectation that i will i will be able to sign up somewhere for the service nice i'm ha- waiting on the bundle yeah the bundles you guys have got have access to is crazy do y'all not ha- y'all don't have access to the bundle? No, we just get a, a straight up eight ninety nine monthly flat fee. Or, or I, I, I imagine we'll also have a chance to pay for a full year for like seventy nine dollars or whatever it is. Right. But we're not going to get like Hulu and ESPN and this for three years at this price or whatever the bundles are. We're just going to get a very simple offering, I think. Gotcha. Which is fine. I mean, I don't really care. I just want Disney Plus. <laughs> I just want the thing that lets me watch yeah. The Mandalorian. So, get that. yeah, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about comics this week, a lot about the, the books, um, at, at least in terms of stuff that's coming, because we haven't spoken since New York Comic Con. So we will go through some of the announcements made there and what's got us excited. And we'll touch on some of the new solicitations for a couple of new Star Wars series that are kicking off in early 2020, which uh, which look pretty promising. Uh, but first, let's just touch back on last Monday. Uh, Rise of Skywalker trailer, Marie. How <laughs> how did that treat you? <laughs> um. Well, upon first viewing, I mean, it was a great trailer, but upon first viewing, I was like, man, I kind of wanted more. And then just because the tra- the teaser from the from Celebration was so freaking epic, with the flip over the tie and the laugh at the end that just yeah. blew everybody's mind so I, I was just I don't know I wanted more but then I watched it and I did a full breakdown on it with Beyond the Blast Doors and that I teared up several times yeah there's a couple of those moments I, huh as I watched it frame by frame and went really slowly writing this breakdown like I definitely teared up some so yeah I, I really did like it the three PO moment must have nearly killed you. Mm. <laughs> yes, but you've probably seen this on Twitter. My theory is that he is either getting the triple zero personality matrix installed into him. Oh boy! Which is why his eyes are red. Yeah, and or the Mister Bones personality matrix. Oh my god! Either would be crazy. Yes. Either would, it would be, be absolutely amazing. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? And 
both you can almost make little connections as to why either case makes sense, right? You could say that well, Snap is back, and maybe maybe Snap can get Mister Bones going through through three PO. And on the flip side, you could say well, Triple Zero has been put into canon for a reason. Maybe maybe he's there just to like get us to know him, and then he slides into C three PO's body. That would be nuts. Yeah, yeah. And we see three PO with Chewie's bowcaster. Maybe we see, get to see just a homicidal violent 3po at the end of the saga which would be absolutely crazy i mean that's what it seemed like was happening because and it looked like one another thing i noticed is that poe says what are you doing as if they just walked in on c3po being hooked up to wires and babu frick working on him so i feel like c3po has agency in this that he chose to be reprogrammed or whatever yeah isn't it it's it's yeah i'm glad to see this because 3po is always the worry wart and he's always sort of reacting to news he's never really initiating it so this it, this looks like it was his own choice yeah and he seems at peace with it the way he just says oh, i'm looking at my friends he seemed very at peace with that choice instead of oh no like what are you guys doing to me kind of thing yeah but that was the big tear-jerk moment of the trailer, which you're right. You know, I, I love the trailer. I absolutely adore it. But it was missing, I think, that big signature moment. Maybe the 3PO moment is that that thing. But just like, the, you're right, like the uh, the Palpatine laugh, which shook us all. Uh, just yeah. like the, the reveal of the title was a big moment in yeah. itself. Yeah, right. So each, each of the two previous teasers had that moment where it was like, Wow. Yeah, the second one you had Dark Ray, and it was like, what just happened? Yeah, always at the end, there's always like that big like uppercut punch to your jaw, and you're just like, you don't know what you just saw. You, you've been left reeling, and that that this trailer didn't really do that, but it was great on a, on a different level, I think. And especially like that, that, that face that Ray leaves at the end, where she's just sort of staring into the camera, that no, like nobody's been able to really... Uh, describe that face like do you do you have a dis- uh, what is she, what is she what is that look on her face i i do so when i was listening to um you and Corey and carlos talking about her face and what she looked like she was feeling i had a completely different take on it i think she looks terrified hmm so and well, there's a there you go, right? Like everybody seems to have a different read. Yeah, on the and look I've on watched her face. the trailer again after I listened to y'all talk about it, and I was like, I still think she looks terrified. So I don't know. Maybe I read faces differently. I don't know, but <laughs> well, I mean, and the moment I think is put there for a reason because obviously people are having different reactions to it, and so you get yeah. to have different conversations about what it is she's looking at. But I asked my daughter, I'm like, sometimes kids just they they just get it, you know? So I watched the trailer with my daughter and I said, What do you think that what what is Ray looking at? And what does the look on her face tell you? And she my daughter just thought about it for a quick second, maybe three seconds, and she goes, uh, she looks proud. Oh. I'm like, Proud? I, I that's one I had not seen. Yeah. Proud. Okay. And and so Harley, what is she looking at? And she says, uh, good Kylo Ren. 
Oh. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. That's got it. Like that suddenly it just, it almost like it clicks, right? The, like you find the last move to get the, the Rubik's cube into place. Yeah. And she's, Ray is proud of, for at Ben, Ben Solo. She's proud of Ben Solo for turning back to the light. And like, that's what my daughter sees in that moment. And my daughter's not reading spoilers. I can assure you of that. She wouldn't care yeah. to look. She wouldn't know where to find them. But those are the words out of her mouth. And I, I think I, I tweeted about it at the time because I was just like, wow. Like, I was blown away by that little bit of, um, like, the, the peek inside the brain of a kid who's yeah. got no agenda. They have no dog in the race. They just want to watch the movie and see what happens. But that's what came out of her mouth. And I'm, like, if we were at a gaming table and somebody said, like, hey, Tell me what the look on that face is. And like, I would put all my chips in the middle now with, with my daughter's take. And I, I know that's, yeah, there's bias. It's my kid, but I, <laughs> I'm, I'm all in on what, on what she just sold me. But yeah, really good trailer. What was your favorite moment? Oh, I have two. One is when the star destroyer is coming out of the ice. Crazy. That was beautiful. And then, and creepy as all get out. And the second one is when you see Palpatine's cloak with Ray looking at him. Yeah. Finally, you get, you, yeah, we get it. Well, you know what? What's interesting to that is I've seen some people say, maybe that's not Palpatine. And they know, like, yes, they laid Palpatine's laugh over that. Maybe Dark Ray's in that chair. Hmm. Wouldn't that be wild? Yeah, I I personally believe it's Palpatine. I think for me that was pretty obvious. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. But yeah, that that was a definitely a big moment, and it, it was special because like it ha- it, like it looked like the the Palpatine chair was moving. Yeah, and Ray was sort of backing off, and you don't see that. Like usually, Ray goes at the trouble. Mm-hmm. Snoke, she charges him, and she never really seems to back off. Even when she first got the saber with Kylo, like she attacked him. (laughs) But this one had her backing down a little bit, which, okay, she's got good judgment this time. And it's setting up Palpatine to be just this otherworldly, otherworld threat. Like he's just going to be next level in Rise of Skywalker, I think. I can't wait. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> and well, here at my house, we we are now into week three, week three, week three of our great Star Wars rewatch, and that meant uh, tonight was Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And my wife just sort of, she's like, oh, she's like, I, she likes the movie, but she's like, this guy, she's talking about Ian McDermott, she's like, this guy is just chewing up all the scenery, and I, <laughs> I love that about his performance in in Revenge of the Sith. He's so over the top, like he just. He just goes for it in in that yeah. movie, and I I told my wife I'm like I, I hope he does the same in Rise of Skywalker. I hope he's full on crazy, bizarre, chewing the scenery Palpatine. I I I just love that part of Revenge of the Sith. Which every time I watch it, I love that movie more. I just watched it like a month ago, and I I, I love it. I just love that film. Yeah, I do too. I love it. 
But you're you're a big prequel fan, though. Oh like that's, yeah, that's, that that is your wheelhouse of Star Wars. It is, except for Rogue One. Rogue One's my number one, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the prequels. Number two is Attack of the Clones. Number three is Revenge of the Sith, and number four is Phantom Menace for me. So, and number so, yeah, five that, is Return I mean, of the Jedi. Yeah, so I mean, like you grew up on the prequels, basically. Yeah, I mean, I got into Star Wars when I was ten, but the prequels came out three years later so they were they were for the first new star wars that yeah. you could and, and you were the perfect age for it too oh yeah like what 12 13 years old Mm-hmm. yeah like that's that's hitting you right between the eyes my graduation present was going to see revenge of the sith at midnight oh cool from high school very yeah. cool did you get tickets for rise of skywalker or are you are you just gonna you're gonna wait that one out no. Um, I, oh, my gosh. I was so frustrated. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, they're not doing the marathon here, and I was going to do it. <laughs> I was oh, really? actually going to do it if they offered. The whole thing? Yes. Wow. Um, I know. It's crazy and insane, but I was so ready to do it because um, you get a free blanket. <laughs> well, there you go. Want a want a special commemorative blanket? That was like that would be so cool. But they weren't offering it around here, so I was like, well, I can't do that. And then there's one theater doing the fan event where the movie starts at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And when I went to buy tickets, it said they were all sold out. Well, it turns out that was just a glitch. Oh. So by the Man. time I'd already bought my 6:15 p.m. tickets. They were available, and all the seats were in front of the handicap section, so they were all really close to the screen. And I was like, well, I'm not getting those tickets. That's not going to be worth it. So No, it's, it's more of a pain than it's worth. Yeah, so to make up for it, I also bought tickets at 1030. A ticket nice. at 1030. Nice. Seeing it with friends at 615 and then seeing it by myself at 1030. Yeah, you give all those people the boot, get out of here. And you get to go soak it in by yourself properly. Yeah. yeah. And that way I'll be able to cry without being. <laughs> <laughs> because when it was so funny, um, when I, I saw Rogue One three or four times in theater. And when the third time I saw it, it was by myself in IMAX. And I was by myself. And the other two times I was with people, I think. So I was able to just sob openly and have nobody <laughs> judge me for just like when those ships come out over out of hyperspace over Scarif. And I was just like, oh, that is so good. So, yeah, I was able to just let it all out. <laughs> well, what, what was your reaction to seeing the ghost in the trailer? If you if you believe it's the ghost. I think that's really cool. Um, I the one thing is like if it's just an Easter egg and it's just in that shot, like I feel like that's almost not worth it. I've I want to see Jason. Hmm. Yeah, he's such a strange character to have inserted into canon not to say that he can't be uh, given uh, some really cool and important stories but it's so weird for him to be Hera's son 
you would think that he would be with her, yet he's probably Force-sensitive, so you'd think he would be with Luke at some point. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do with him, but they have to deal with that character. You can't bring a Force user in and then not not deal with him. That's true. So, yeah. So you could, we could very well see Jason piloting the Ghost, or maybe... I you know what as, as much as I'd love to see Hera at at in the in the uh, pilot seat, I wonder if Hera's onto bigger things at that point. Like if she's in one of the capital the big, ships, yeah, yeah. Or if she's I'm I'm a this is the the battle to end all battles. I am a I am a pilot at heart, and I'm gonna get into my fighter or into my my freighter, as it were. Yeah, but I I I do hope. We get some of that. I don't. I don't know if if there's any happy medium. Like if it, you see the ghost and it's not enough. But is the next step to confirm it's actually Hera? Is does that become too distracting? Too, too whatever. Too fan servicey. I don't know. But at this point, I'm just, I'm game for whatever. Yeah. Well, it would kind of remind me of how the head of Crimson Dawn in Solo was revealed to be Darth Maul. That was like out of nowhere but yep. for me i loved it i was like <gasps> so it was so cool um so i don't know it, i don't think it would take me out of it or anything i think it would amp up my excitement just because canon connections are my bread and butter well here's another one for you speaking of of rebel stuff and there's a picture out there circulating and and Nathan who I do luminous beings with and he's from the Facebook group he gave, sent me a picture today which blew my mind a little bit it's it's that meeting where Poe's given that that rally speech and behind him a little bit you see what looks like a lasan oh and it's right at the edge of the screen but definitely the face looks with you know big looks like it could be these big yellow eyes. Yeah. And people like I missed it out there on Twitter. But apparently people are saying like that there's Zeb. And if they put Zeb in this as well, I'm just gonna freak out. <laughs> yeah. And it's possible out. that Lasats have a lifespan that's similar to a Wookiee's lifespan. So Sure, why not? Maybe that would make more sense than Hera. Of course, Leia's around, so why couldn't Hera be around? Yeah, Hera would be 60, 62 years old or so. She was yeah. 24 at the start of, of Rebels. Okay. And this is, this movie should be, what, boy, 30, 34, 35 years later? Yeah. So yeah, she'd be in her, in her early 60s. There's no reason why. Yeah. She could not be a part of this movie and still, I mean, you're 60, you're aging, but you're definitely not over the hill. Yeah. <laughs> Hera seems like she's the one, someone who would take care of herself. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, I, I, I would be all for seeing all the all of our old favorites brought back in this moment. Man, so yeah, I got my tickets. I'm good to go. I wanted to, for one quick second, I thought about the fan event. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll take off work. I'll just leave. I take it to a half day. Turns out my theater wasn't even doing it. Oh, so that up, that went up in smoke. Yeah. The marathon. I just couldn't even consider it. <laughs> I can't do it. I, don't, <laughs> I can't sit there for that long. And 
by the time I, I figure like for me, by the time I got to Rise of Skywalker, I'd just be in such a foul mood <laughs> that I'd just be like, screw this movie. I want to go home. Yeah, I f- that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it. But I've got f- tickets for Thursday and I have tickets again for Saturday morning. Nice. And my Sunday is free so far, so maybe I will find a way to squeeze in three viewings over the weekend, which would be nice. I, hopefully, I mean, I don't know how many viewings I'm going to hope for for this movie. Like, I I saw Force Awakens 6 and then Rogue One I saw three times, four times for The Last Jedi. Solo, I think, three times. And so, I don't know. Rise of Skywalker, I'm kind of hoping that I get to see it, like, six seven times yeah i get it but if, i mean that's assuming i i love it if i if i'm if i'm not totally crazy about it maybe it'll just be three four tops right <laughs> i love that it's so funny it's like if i don't love it i'll probably see it four times <laughs> like i love that that's the mentality it's so wonderful <laughs> it's crazy right like when i saw phantom menace the first time i like the first the midnight showing that i saw I didn't know what to think. It was just such a big ordeal at the time that when I first walked out, I was like, well, that, that was fun. It was kind of weird. Uh, I don't know what I think. And I went, I was back 12 hours later to watch again, but I saw that movie 21 times in theater. That's amazing. And, you know, even then, like in the summer of 99, I think I was still mostly undecided about the movie. Like I would often just go see it by default. What have I got going tonight? Nothing. I'll go see it in the dollar theater. Yeah, like late July, I'd, early August, when it was starting to wind down, I could go see it for a buck. And so I would do that and just kill a couple hours. So yeah, 21 times for Phantom Menace. But uh, by the time of Attack of the Clones, like life was getting in the way. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I think I dropped down to like seven times for Attack of the Clones. And then just four for, for Revenge of the Sith. Something like that. I've I've got all my ticket stubs. I could probably go count it. That's awesome. I love keeping stuff like that. (laughs) I have a huge stack, like maybe a four or five inch stack of movie tickets. (laughs) Going back to like, I think the earliest one is 96 or so. I I have the craft in there. Nice. (laughs) I was going through that stack a couple years ago and I'm like, wow, there are some embarrassing movie stubs in here like why would i do that oh <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll reveal it all one day <laughs> so uh this week resistance Re- well not not this week but next week november 5th resistance reborn drops and i i i am really looking forward to that book yeah my only hang-up is that i just finished black spire today like 20 minutes before we started the podcast. Um, so I still have to read Spark of the Resistance. So yeah, your 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 hesitation comes because you still have a ton of homework. Yes. Again, we've we've spoken about this. Uh, I'm right there with you. I the last time we spoke, I was still in Black Spire. I'm still there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I'm doing the audiobook, so I have really no excuse. I've got about an hour and a half left, which I will knock out for sure this week. For sure, I will knock that out this week. It's been, it's been okay so far. I'm looking forward to the the, the finale. 
that will obviously cement my opinion one way or the other. But I've, you know, it's, I think it's like a 11 hour book. Mm. And I, I have found the first six hours to be quite uh, a pretty good grind. Yeah. It's, if it didn't have characters in it that we already knew and were familiar with, I don't think it would be as good to me as I thought it was. But there, just because, like, knowing Vi and knowing uh, Archex, Cardinal, it made it... The new characters were fantastic, but I love Creaky because Shadra fans are amazing. <laughs> um, but... The but knowing Vi and knowing our checks from previous things like made it better, but I see. Uh, yeah, it's it's good, but I want to know what's going on in the big picture. Yeah, that's been my general air quotes complaint about the new canon, especially on the on the novel side, is that there's just they're good character studies. They're all good portraits of the the you know, whatever character is is leading the book but at the end of the day i don't feel like i'm reading something important you know what i mean yeah but i feel like this time um with resistance reborn like we're finally gonna get like a, a big deal book yeah i really and hope I, so anyway i haven't read any of the excerpts because i don't do excerpts because I know if I read the excerpt that I will skim when I get to the book. And I really don't want to skim. So I have no idea what I'm getting into. But I'm excited about it. Have you read the two excerpts for no. Resistance Reborn? Mm -hmm. they, they've been pretty good. Been, I the just... first one was Ray, Ray and Leia. Mm -hmm. Which was good. Um, actually, it was really good. It was really intriguing. And uh, the second one was uh, centered on Poe as he recruits a little bit more help. Or tries to, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say more than that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's out uh, November 5th. And I'm... I, I keep saying that's a day one purchase for me, but I, the truth is I probably won't buy it day one. But I'm definitely going to buy it. Like, this is going to be for sure on the shelf. Yeah. Well, that gives me eight days to finish Spark of Resistance. So hopefully I can do that. Because I definitely want to have all the Journey to the Rise of Skywalker books finished before I go into the movie. That has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, I mean, so. if you're going to do that, if you're going to, you know, take in all the, the Journey to Rise of Skywalker stuff. Yeah. I guess you'd want to digest it all before you see the film. Yeah. Just to see where they were going with all this stuff. Like, it just reminds me of Catalyst that came out before Rogue One. I finished that book, like, an hour before I went to see Rogue One in theaters. And that book, oh my god, it made Rogue One so good. Of course, yeah, it was good it, anyway. But it, it, it had so much connective material and was just such a great background to the movie so i'm like hoping for the same thing yeah i think so and i i yeah i feel like more than ever resistance reborn will be and i never want to say required reading because to ask somebody to drop you know 30 bucks on a hardcover book and read it before the movie comes out i think that's that's unfair yeah you should do the job by itself 
But I feel like if you're anybody who might pick up a book and read a Star Wars novel, this would be a good a good one to pick up. Anyway, yeah. let's uh, let's go back in time to the beginning of this month and talk about the reveals from New York Comic Con. And we, we don't have to go through everything, but um, let's just ping pong here and, and talk about some of the projects that have us excited. Well, what's what do you have on your list that is uh, that's turning the crank for you? My number one is the Clone Wars anthology. Mm-hmm. Because that's a good one. I love, oh my gosh, I just saw, I'm looking at the cover right now, and I just saw that Lou Anders is writing one of the stories. Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. Lou Anders, um, who else, there's there's Jason Fry, Zoraida Cordova, if if you've read Crash of Fate, Rebecca Roanhorse, just speaking of Resistance Reborn. Yeah. And there's, there's other names too, I'm not super familiar with them yet. But yeah, this anthology is going to be rad. And there's, but there's no details really on it. Yeah, I just the Clone Wars is, oh my gosh, I love that series, um, so much. So I'm really looking forward to them going back to the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah, and it's you know one of the things I wanted to talk about a little, little bit is like where is the tie-in content you know for for. We can talk about the Mandalorian in a bit, but for Clone Wars, since we're here, yeah, I know it's. I know the show's not coming till what spring or late winter of 2020, but it feels like it's it's not getting any attention at all right now. Yeah, I guess they don't. I mean, I get not wanting to spread themselves thin, but or distract from Rise of Skywalker, which right. I know that all of their their focus is there right now, but yeah, give give us some Clone Wars. Really, like give like just give us a little something. It, it could be a little Marvel miniseries. You know, yes. that, that's, that that would be perfect. But yeah, that is definitely on the list of things to, that I'm excited for. Uh, as is uh, Ray Carson doing the novelization for Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Um, I was super excited about that because her book, oh gosh, what's her book? Most Wanted. Yes, Most Wanted was so good. And the new character she created, the Rodian, was one of my favorite characters. Like, I loved him. So she, I'm really excited to see her writing this novelization. Yeah, and it's it's... I'm glad that they got Ray Carson to do to to write Ray's story because you know I I think it's important to have a woman's insight writing this final chapter for Ray. Yeah, that's true. I really so I'm glad they did that. It's I think it was I guess better late than never or maybe it's it was definitely overdue in my mind, but she's a great writer. Uh, Most wanted I did an audiobook as well, I believe, and it was it was fun it was a really fun book um i'm i'm down with this if she can do the job that jason fry did with rise of skywalker uh sorry with last jedi yeah this novelization is going to be another another must read but it 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 only drops in march of 2020 so we got a ways to go yet before we get this one and I don't know why that is, because usually the novelization would drop, would come out weeks before the movie. I remember the the Phantom Menace novelization was out 
early May, I believe, of, of 99. Yeah. I remember all the variant covers that were, um, yeah. that, oh my gosh, that was so much fun, like picking out with, uh, I mean, I only had one of them, but, um, because I was younger and, you know, um, my parents would only pay for so much, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was so much fun to pick out the variant cover when it came out and like, you didn't, it was so cool seeing it out in this huge display in the front of the store, um, before the movie came out. Yeah. And it, it was so tempting, right? Like it was like, woo, I could read the whole thing right now. Yeah. Or just wait three more weeks. You know, it was. Even for me, at the time, it was a no-brainer. I'm going to wait. And I, yeah. I, I, I waited, and I, I read the novelization right thereafter. But, man, like, times have changed so much. Like, there's no way this book would come out now before the movie. Just none. Mm-mm. The spoilers would be all over the place. And I don't even remember. I'm sure it happens somewhere on the Internet. 20, you know, the, the, the Internet of 20 years ago was a, was a much different place. But I'm sure somewhere out there had to be full of spoilers for Phantom Menace in terms of here's a here's a passage right out of the novel. You know, not yeah. to mention also the, the, the of course, not everybody now talks about uh, the soundtrack, which also came out well before the movie. The death you, of Qui-Gon. <laughs> the Qui-Gon's noble end or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So that like that never happens now. But I wonder with you know why why couldn't the novel drop at the same time or like a right. week later? That to me seems really really weird. And the only yeah. thing I could think of is, it, it, you know, if JJ is still editing the movie right now or doing seventy five percent of reshoots, right? <laughs> then the novelization would also need to be rewritten to to a, a good degree. So maybe she, maybe. Uh, Ray Carson's not even done the no- with the novelization yet because she's not, maybe she hasn't seen a, uh, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Maybe they write the novel based on a, a script. I have no clue, but, or, or, and may, or maybe it's just as simple as it's done, but it's locked away somewhere just so that no spoilers ever get a chance to come out. It's like we're, they're not printing it yet. It's just the manuscript for it is just locked up. When the movie comes right. out, then they'll actually get get to the business of of producing the the hundreds of thousands of copies. But definitely looking forward to Ray Carson's novelization because it's an expanded edition too. So there's going to be a lot of extra stuff. Oh, that's what I loved about the Last Jedi. The it include it felt like it filled in all these gaps that I didn't even know were there. Yeah, like it definitely. It, I mean, it does its job. It. It makes the movie better, but it went even a step further in saying this should have been in the movie. And yeah. it almost it almost detracts from the movie at that point, saying, well, now the, the novel is doing important work for you. And I think that line is blurred. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I really sit on that. Like, the novel should be as good as it can be. But also, it shouldn't. I don't feel like it should be doing the work of the movie. Anyway, uh, what else we got here? Um, ooh, here's one. I know, I know you're excited for this one. Uh, Dark Legends by George Mann. Yes. <laughs> we still have to talk to Michelle about uh, our copies of the um, 
myths and fables. I think she yeah. has copies for us <laughs> somewhere in her apartment. <laughs> yeah. So, but I really like the idea of dark legends. I'm hoping it'll include some Sith stuff. That would be amazing. Yeah. Like it's, I like the idea of, I, I didn't know or I, I mean, I still don't know but the myths and myths and fable books. Was that light side oriented? I, I have no idea, but this one dark legends seems definitely uh, pointing towards more Sith legends or more like dark side yeah. type stories, which will be really cool as well. Mm-hmm. What, what else is on your list? Let's see. I'm looking through this. Um, well, I mean, there's the obvious one. Um, the, the Kylo Ren. That wasn't really an announcement, but it's listed on this article. Um, the Kylo Ren comic series. Um, the Rise of Kylo Ren. Yeah, more on that <laughs> in a little bit. Um, but I am excited for the next Alphabet Squadron novel. For sure. Again, I, I, still, I haven't even took in the first one yet but i'm i know i'm excited for this for the second i know i i'm i feel it in my bones this one like this the first chapter is something i i'm 99 percent sure i'll enjoy nice yeah i i really enjoyed alphabet squadron it it had that thing happening where there were a whole bunch of different people and you didn't know who you were supposed to remember, but then eventually you figured out who you were supposed to remember and then it was awesome. So, Yeah, and Alexander Freed is, is a great writer. He, he, he does – he's the perfect fit, I think, for for this group. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Shadowfall is the name and it comes out uh, – when is that out? I guess there was no note on that really. I'm not sure. Eh, sometime next year. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about uh, I, I? The Thrawn. There's another Thrawn trilogy coming, yeah. which for me is like, eh. like I know, I like to me that just rolled right off my back. So I'm, I think I'm done with Thrawn novels. I, I took in two of the three from this trilogy. I thought they were okay, but pff, uh, whatever. <laughs> Uh, but what's your take? Are you are you excited for this new Thrawn trilogy? Well, Timothy Zahn is such a nice person. He is so friendly. And I'm really excited that he's getting the opportunity to contribute to the new canon. Um, because there's so many authors that contributed to Legends that haven't made it into the new canon. Right. You know? So when you go to cons and you see a panel of Star Wars authors and half of them are Legends people and half of them are canon people. So it's really cool that he's been able to make that transition. So I'm really happy for him. And I love the way that he writes Thrawn. I love the analysis of people's uh, face yeah, their tics, their mannerisms. Uh, yeah, their body motions and the analysis of what they're doing. I really enjoy that. It's like a detective novel. Um, so I really, really enjoy that. I still need to finish Treason because I have just gotten really behind. But my only thing is 
I, I don't want to know about Thrawn's ascendancy. I want to know about Thrawn and Ezra. Yeah, and I think that's partly it because there's a there's one big Thrawn story that we all want. It's where is he with Ezra? Yes. Like, and how does Thrawn play into the bigger picture? Like, it's all well and good that he's going to go and maybe deal with uh, the Grisk. That that was their name, right? Yeah. That's great, but I mean, is 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 the Grisk only this invented enemy by Timothy Zahn? as fodder for his novels and like we'll never see them filter up to to anything bigger on screen it feels like it's a self-contained universe that he's built for himself and i i'm having a difficult time being invested in that little corner of his galaxy yeah i think part of the reason i i loved thrawn alliances and i think the reason why i liked it so much is because it had so much anakin and padme in it um So I think that was just like a, a, well, Marie's definitely going to like this one kind of thing. Yeah. Like I kept, I, I, when I, I did the audiobook for, uh, for alliances and I just kept looking for the Padme parts and I kept looking for her and like, where were the linkages between her and Anakin's story? And I think the part for, for Thrawn where he putting the putting the pieces together to see if if Anakin is Darth Vader. I can't remember if he actually came to that realization or not. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. So, I mean, reading I remember listening in for that and going, "Oh, this is pretty interesting." Yeah. But But yeah, I mean, uh three more Thrawn books coming. I'm lukewarm on it if I hear great things. I'll definitely be coming to you for for your opinion and checking out your your review, which I'm no I know you're gonna post. Yes. <laughs> if it's if it's uh, sounds good, I'll probably check it out. But as it stands today, I I I see a lot of other opportunities that have grabbed my attention first. Right. Um. Something else that is coming uh, as we kind of edged closer here towards uh, comic books is another volume of Darth Vader, <laughs> volume three. Get ready for it. <laughs> This one by Greg Pak, which I'm happy about because with the main run ending, I was afraid that Greg Pak was going to just have a very quick run on Star Wars. And I thought he's been he's been doing pretty good work since taking over from. uh, Oh, now the name eludes me. I forget. But he's been he, he did some really solid work from like issue 68 or so up until we're at now like 73 in that in that area so he's he's, yeah. he's made the yeah. uh the main run's been pretty fun with him. Yeah. I I I thought that uh it was it would be unfortunate if he was just sort of let go off Star Wars, but he's getting his own Darth Vader comic, which I've always I've I've long said like let's just put Vader away for now, please. <laughs> Can we stop leaning so hard on this guy? But uh, this this volume looks like it will focus on Vader's story between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, which will run concurrent with uh, the new uh, Charles Soule uh, Star Wars volume number one starting in, in January 2020, which will also cover that same period in time. So they're doing the same thing they did in 2015, where you had a, a, star, a volume of Star mm-hmm. Wars comics with Darth Vader running parallel to that. So here we go again. Uh, I imagine you're in, you're interested in this. 
Yes. Um, I, at first I was like, what in the world? Not again. But (laughs) then I was like, okay, you know, if it is going to be one of those parallel series, then I think that has real potential. Yeah. Cause you, you got to imagine at some point they'll do another Vader down type crossover. Yeah. Cause that the parallel series is where we got the reveal of Luke Skywalker from Boba Fett, right? Correct. Yeah. And that was, that's maybe the biggest moment in yeah. all of these star Wars comic that, yeah. As it relates yeah. to Vader and, and big scene moments, that's gotta be the biggest moment. And yeah. I mean, this is, this is a very tricky year, I think to handle. We, we talked about this, Nathan and I on, uh, an issue of or an episode of luminous beings where it's like what is luke up to like what's his training look like in this period of time why does the planning for han take so long and it looks like greg pack is poised to tell us part of that reason but uh or sorry charles soul will tell us part of that reason but on greg pack's side what's his deal now like, is he still because we don't know what vader is up to we assume that he's probably still very much preoccupied with Luke. So we might get a very different looking Darth Vader in this series, because I feel like by the time you meet up with him in return of the Jedi, Vader's a bit of a softer guy. He's sort of, he's sort of mellowed a little bit. He doesn't kill anybody in in return of the Jedi, except for, well, not even he kind of, he tried to kill Palpatine, but looks like a rise of Skywalker (laughs) has something to say about that. Yeah. Do you find it interesting that Charles Soule is doing Star Wars instead of the Darth, like the, because he always seems to do darker things. Yeah, like he did. Well, he he did that second volume of Darth Vader and it was so phenomenal. Yeah. That I, I wonder if he was offered to do the third volume and passed it up or if the offer was never made Maybe he just he wouldn't want to do it and wants to do a main run. I don't know. Like he, maybe that maybe that's that's it. Maybe I'm asking answering my own question with he's been so good and so almost universally loved with what he's done. Maybe it was just okay. Get this guy on the main title. Like that's the one. This is the thing that drives the Star Wars boat at Marvel. Put our best guy on it, which is Charles Soule. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's as simple as that. Yeah. But but I'm definitely definitely interested in what he's going to do and they they revealed some cover art which oh boy the cover art looks pretty rough <laughs> looks like it was done in oh boy i, I don't want to disparage art anymore but uh, yeah the, the cover art Luke's leaves a little face is i'm like what is going on yeah it's 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 weird it's the style of art is very weird looking it almost i don't want to say amateurish but it, it, from what we've seen of the, the art in, in the in the cover and the interiors, it looks unfinished in a lot of cases. Yeah. What do you think of the image of Luke's hand being chopped off? Yeah, I mean, with a focus like that, I mean, it, I guess it's it's telling us that you know, we're going to follow Luke's story from that moment, but also that saber. Could we get get a little bit of that saber story? That would be as it awesome. tumbles down that shaft, and maybe we find get a little bit of breadcrumbs as it le- heads over to Maz's castle. Yeah, 
So I would, I, I'm definitely curious if to see if, if Charles soul will start to answer that question, but yeah, I like to see how they picked up. Cause we, I, I've always wanted to know how were they going to f- handle, uh, ending the, the star Wars title with attack of the, like, as, I am, I imagine it's going to run right up to empire strikes back and then skip over that for the most part. Yeah. And I always thought that was a little bit bizarre. Like I always thought that maybe they could tell Empire from Strikes Back from a different perspective, and then pick it back up with the heroes. But it looks like we're just mostly jumping over that movie, starting with Luke losing his hand, and continuing from there. But I'm down. I'm I'm totally down. I think if if you know if we're gonna look at Luke's story between that period there's a lot of work to do like where does he get his green saber how does he deal yes. with the uh yeah that's a big one for me um how does he deal with this this new news that he's darth vader's kid or possibly is what is he doing why doesn't he return to yoda in that time period i would love to know and i, I really hope that that greg pack goes deep into this real deep into this but we'll, we'll, there's more. I mean, we, we have solicitations for issue one and two that we can talk about in just a couple minutes. Um, so, yeah, that's that's New York Comic Con. They did tease. Or did you have anything else you want to talk about with uh, with with this particular little set of art that they gave us? Um, not really. Um, let's see. Let me look at one thing. I think it's interesting they're doing a manga of the Legends of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, I know Michelle would probably be doing backflips right now if she were here. And she like she sent did she send you the email? <laughs> she sent me an email. She's like, they're doing it. <laughs> I, I know she's super excited because she I think she's got the manga of Lost Stars. Yeah, I have that and too. And she loves it. Yeah. Um, and then Use the Force. That's a cute little book. Yeah, you you love these types of books, don't you? I do. I eat up the kids' books. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. And then they they did again touch on uh, Project Luminous, which they they didn't really give us anything new, but now we have confirmation at least that it is a like a cross publisher project. So we have, we have Disney Lucasfilm Press is involved, uh, Del Rey, IDW. And Marvel, of course. So there's, it's going to be a lot of trees cut down in the name of Project Luminous. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like Flight of the Falcon, but magnified. Yeah, and the way they tease this over and over, this better be huge. Right. <laughs> this has to be absolutely enormous. Like, it better not be just this little rinky-dink story. That is insignificant in the grand scheme of things. This has to matter. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one, the, the other. Th- oh, Afro number one. We talked about this on Twitter. Or at least we, we, we made a note. Let's talk about this. So this comes out, I guess, later in 20 or earlier in 2020. And it's uh, going to be it's Alyssa Wong who's taking over. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so that's cool. So because we had we were a little bit anxious about what what happens the with Afra? Be- Afra. <laughs> yeah, because her her volume one is coming to an end, and we were sort of on pins and needles. Well, is she going to survive? Because Vader was back on our trail, was he not? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we thought, well, he's going to finish her off this time. But right. apparently not because she's got a new volume coming, which is, I, I, I don't have any info for that. I don't know if any was released. But Afra again, has been one of the really pleasant surprises. Really ple- pleasant surprises. God. Really pleasant surprises coming out of this new canon. Her character is just so much fun. And she's such, she's so, she's so sketchy <laughs> and sometimes just straight up a jerk. Yeah. But you can't help but like her anyway. The only thing she ever did that truly broke my heart was when she left Vulata's pet behind. Yeah, you you got it. Yeah, I, I don't take it very kindly to animal cruelty. That made me so sad. <laughs> yeah, so we look look but forward to her. that for sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We look oh forward my to more gosh, Chelly. I'm so happy she's okay. And she's, I mean, I, I people, this comes up on Twitter all the time, but a Indiana Jones style Dr. Afra TV series on Disney Plus would be amazing. It would be so cool. And I, I keep banging the Afra video game drum, like, and, and, like Uncharted style. I keep saying that over and over. Maybe one day Lucasfilm will hear. That would be, I think that would be a ton of fun as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, but going back to something we talked about before briefly, but where is the tie-in content for The Mandalorian? <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? When Rebels came out, the first season of Rebels had so much tie-in literature. I mean, it was insane. They novelized every episode. They wrote the <laughs> shadow, the, um, oh gosh, what what's it called? I don't want to get it wrong. Um, Secrets of the Empire. The one with, um, ah, I hate when I can't remember things. Happens oh, well. all the time. Can't find it. Um, but they, they wrote that whole series um with the kid whose sister got kidnapped oh yeah 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 oh Mm. i can't remember what it's called and i have bunches of lego zare leonis yes yes zare leonis um so they wrote that whole series which was so good and then they had a couple of younger reader books that came out that were like hardcover and they had so much and they had um a new dawn sticker book a new dawn they had all sorts of tie-in stuff and then it kind of went away and they didn't have much more tie-in stuff yeah i, I do remember all that stuff and now you, now that we brought up Zer Leonis, like I, I, I feel like that character, he, he even though he did pop up, like his sister, he he had what, to me, sounded like a force sensitive sister. Yes. Who was just whisked away, and we've never heard anything about her since. <laughs> and I thought that's been just so bizarre. Yeah. Like that seemed like a pretty important thing to just gloss over like that. I really thought there was something bigger coming for Zare and his sister at some point in Rebels, but nope. But um, they did introduce, um, it was their their vehicle for introducing um, 
Brindle Hux. Was it really? Yeah. Because was he in those episodes? Not in the episodes. He was in the series, the book series. Oh. So it. Um, yeah, because he would have been much younger, right? He'd been like Hux's age now. Yeah, they were on Arcanus, and they he was running a special group of cadets that would kill other cadets, and he was basically training them to become. Like he had this whole plan to have stormtroopers that were captured at birth and every like the beginnings of the first order mentality. Mm, yeah, that's right. I, I I have forgotten all about that. I wonder if there's somebody out there who's read all the new canon. I almost have. Wow, good for you. I, and and <laughs> literally the only thing I, I'm behind on a like four comic issues, and I haven't finished Treason, and I need to read Spark of Resistance. But besides that, and do you think you've retained it all? Or most of it, or do you think that? Oh my! Like, do you think there's a you've forgotten a bunch of stuff? I know there's stuff I've forgotten. Um, and when I prepare for trivia, I have to Wikipedia a lot of things just to make sure that I remember different minutia. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> but there. But for the most part, I remember the ones that I read several years ago, though, it's tough. Like the the book about the adult novel about Luke, um, where he goes to Deveron. Uh, Weapon of a Jedi? Yes. See, I can't even remember the names of the books. Um, <laughs> he um, that book, I barely remember. But I remember the most important parts, I think. Yeah. And well, yeah, if anything, you you just want to take the, the, the big important pieces away. Yeah. Except for but when you're like, asked questions like, what was the Star Destroyer orbiting around Ryloth? Um, and that is specifically from uh, Lords of the Sith. Luckily, I wrote down that question and had studied it, so I knew the answer. I can't tell you what the answer is right now, but <laughs> all I have to do is study it once more, and I'll remember again. But um, those kinds of things are the questions we get asked. So <laughs> that's yeah, those are deep cuts. That's that's mind bending. <laughs> but you know, in a, in a novel like A New Dawn, right? Like that's a, a Canaan and Hera novel. It was an adult novel. It launched concurrently or right around the same time that Rebels came out. Like, where's that for Ma for the Mando? Right. You right. Have to say that we're not going to learn about something that's coming in a year from now, the same year that the Mandalorian airs. But I feel like there should be something, and I, I don't know if it's it's intentional that they want focus to be on Rise of Skywalker and nothing else. But with Disney Plus coming and being it being such a big deal for. For Disney and for Lucasfilm, I, I can't get my head around the idea that there should be something. Well, you, I mean, you have to think it is interesting that they came out with the comic series based around the video game coming out. So yeah. there's that yeah. tie in. So why isn't there a tie in to Mandalorian? That is that's a completely valid point. That is a great so, point, actually. Yeah, I, of course, 
having read the so far the issues in that series I don't see how it has any connection with the video game but that's okay <laughs> yeah I'm yeah I've I've read the first issue of that it was fine you know it's it's a it, it, it actually was better than I thought it would be I it was, enjoyed it, was a, it. Yeah, for, I, I enjoyed it definitely a lot more than I thought I would. But it's it doesn't feel like it's integral to anything at this point. Yeah, you know, I'm, I I give them that my money because it's a it's a cool new Star Wars comic. I'll check it out. But at the end of the day, if if I could probably give the comics back and take my my money back, I probably would. <laughs> you know, and I I don't mean that to insult anybody who who put time into the into the comic, but right. It just doesn't feel like it's super important. Anyway, enjoyable as it is. Um, yeah, just looking for that 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 big deal. And for Mando as well, like it's such an important initiative on Lucasfilm's part. You would think they would want to put more, like chum the water a little bit more. Yeah. Just you know, just to get people really whipped up. And even if it was like, here's an IG Eleven story, set in the Mando's timeline in his world. And mm-hmm. just just lead us into that, or maybe give us a a Cara Dune story that that at least gets us situated with her. Something, just anything. But that uh, that will come. Maybe they save that stuff for twenty twenty when we step away from the Skywalker saga a little bit, and they they need more content. Maybe we'll be so ravenous for Ma- Mando stuff that that's when they'll pull out all those stops. Yeah, they'll wait till it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right, let's say over in like January. The final episode of season one airs December twenty seventh. Oh, it's over in December. <laughs> that is so sad. <laughs> it, it's crazy to think about how much Star Wars is coming between now and two months from now. Yes, absolutely. and then it's it's gonna not it's not that it's gonna stop because we will get uh, we will get Clone Wars in twenty twenty. And there will always be printed stuff for us to talk about and read. But, like, the big stuff just stops. <laughs> like, almost in, like, two months from today. Yeah, today's today's October 27th as we record. So, two months from today, we'll be sitting down, watching the finale of The Mandalorian. And that will be it. Oh. It's going to be so weird. Like, we're getting so much Star Wars in the next two months. And then it's, it's going to really recoil. And I'm going to cry. <laughs> New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. All right, so let's uh, let's take a look at some solicitations here for uh, the new Star Wars title, which we talked about, the Charles Soule thing, and we got solicits this week for Star Wars one and two. They, I guess, they rolled both solicits into the same little bit. Uh, it reads: In the wake of the events following The Empire Strikes Back, it is a dark time for the heroes of the Rebellion. The rebel, the rebel fleet scattered following a disastrous defeat at the Battle of Hoth. Han Solo lost to the bounty hunter Boba Fett after being frozen in carbonite. 
and after being lured into a trap on Cloud City and bested in a vicious lightsaber duel against the evil Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker learned the horrible truth about his path, past. Vader did not kill Luke, Luke's father, Anakin. Vader is Luke's father. Now, after narrowly escaping the Dark Lord's clutches and wounded from and reeling from the revelation, Luke, Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, the Wookiee Chewbacca, and the droid C-3PO and R2-D2 must fight their way back to the Rebel Alliance, for the fate of the entire galaxy is at stake. After so many losses, is victory possible? still possible? But what Leia, Luke, and the ragtag band of freedom fighters do not realize is that they have only traded one Imperial trap for another. Enter the cunning and vengeful Imperial Commander Zara at the helm of Tarkin's will. So what do you think? Uh, are, are I, you, you're in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I, I just love the name The Tarkin's Will. That's a fabulous name for a ship. <laughs> yep. Yep, for sure. Well, love I love that. Definitely jumped out. And I'm excited about a new Imperial Commander because um, I've loved seeing all the different people that brought out um, all the new commanders and, and other positions that they've, they've introduced, like Kanchar um, in the Darth Vader series. <laughs> the cybernetic Moncala? No, no, that's Carbon. Oh. <laughs> um, no, Stupidest the... character ever made. <laughs> The uh, the commander who was working with Queen Trios. Oh, the yeah, the guy with the um, the metal arm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that was great. And then Malaris, Mal- I think, from the Poe Dameron comic with the weird squirting a syringe into her eye thing, <laughs> um, which was creepy as heck, um, but was really intriguing. And then the um, of course Tolvin. She was wonderful, and then Afra fell in love with her, but that's another story. <laughs> a good story for another time. <laughs> so I love all these other people they've introduced, so I love that they're introducing a new, new person. Yeah, and I guess this is going to be our main villain of this book, as they may, maybe they take a step away from Darth Vader uh, in this story, because Charles yeah. Sol- or Greg Pack will be dealing with him in his own title. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess Commander Zara is going to be the big bad. I wonder if I, we know nothing about Commander Zara yet, but I wonder if this would have been a good place to uh, put in somebody like Ray Sloan. Oh, we're we're still starving for more Ray Sloan. We got yeah. a ton of her in Aftermath, but it's, that's that's been you know four years ago now. I could. It feels to me like they could have put her in. Anyway, not not that I'm complaining at all. I'm just trying to think of the timeline. I I guess she would be. Did you ever yeah, read the? Was... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that uh, Sloane was was a big deal for Battle of Jakku, which is just a couple years after right. this. Yeah, right. So she's she's definitely a player. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Maybe there's a reason why she can't be a part of this. So, so you were, you were going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, did you ever read the short story about her as a cadet? No. It was really good. It was in the Star Wars Insider magazine. Oh. 
I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it's really good. And Darth Vader, like, he's very supportive of her and sides with her. And it's really cool. That's cool. I'm going to have to look that up. I can't tell you what it's called. I can't remember. But <laughs> I'll find it. I will definitely story. find it. It was really good. <laughs> It'll be listed in the uh the the index section of her Wikipedia page for sure. Yes. Yes. But yeah, I mean this this new Star Wars run from Soul, it sounds like it's, you know, your typical Star Wars adventure. Mm-hmm. It just seems like, you know, running from the Empire. I I, I and I I give Charles Soul like all the blind faith in the world i hope he gets to do something good and and worthwhile instead of it just being your standard generic star wars comic yeah all right so let's uh the the big one take a deep breath (laughs) (laughs) the next one was a big deal that's this one that late last week really sent in a week where we already had the trailer and we're still sort of collecting ourselves. uh, We got the bomb of a solicit for Kylo Ren, the rise of Kylo Ren number two. We're skipping right over issue one (laughs) and moving into issue two and the cover itself just completely broke fandom. It's crazy. We've got an issue two with, it's got the Knights of Ren standing on a, rain-soaked planet with Jedi Master Luke with the, Ignite the Green. Th- that saber is, is all lit up, although it doesn't look like his his lightsaber in his hand. Mm. That, that's bizarre. I wonder what that's about. And also, Ben Solo with his saber lit up. He's f- They're fighting the Knights of Ren. Marie, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? What are <sighs> we looking at? I love it. I, because I, I always thought that, like, people have said, oh, I thought that Kylo Ren started the Knights of Ren, but I've never thought that. I always thought that he became a Knight of Ren. Yeah, see, like, I, well, let me, let me read the solicit and then we'll pick it apart. So the solicit says, with the new Jedi school in ruins and fellow students hot on his trail for the murder of their master... Ben Solo flees to the only friend he has left in the galaxy, a man named Snoke. Ooh. But Snoke has plans for Ben, and ideas about the Force that are as dangerous as they are intriguing for the troubled young Jedi. If Ben tr- wishes to be truly free, the answers might lie with, with the dark side, and with the Knights of Ren. But it won't be the first time he's tangled with the Knights. In the past, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker journeys to the unknown regions and brings young Ben along for the mission. Can even Luke Skywalker stand against the fabled Knights of Ren? Crazy synopsis. Yeah. There's so much in here, Marie. Yeah. So much. So go ahead. I'm giving you the floor here. Where is your brain with this one? Well, first off, I'm really excited where it says Ben Solo flees to the only friend he has left in the galaxy, a man named Snoke. So a friend, if he was a friend when he was a Jedi, he does probably know Han and Leia. And they were, and and Luke even, they were probably all acquaintances at least. So I'm hoping we 
get some understanding behind that. But I just can't believe we're finally getting the backstory. Yeah. Well, there's some criticism about that. Like people are saying like, this is a bigger story than what would, what four comics can handle. This should be on a bigger platform. And I, uh, I'm halfway in agreement with that. You know, like, I, I think this is a big, big deal in terms of a, a significant character who we need to learn more about. And it's going to be done. It's going to be, yeah. four quick. you know, it's going to be like, whatever it is, uh, call it 120 pages of comic book. And it, we're going to be out. I'm sure there'll be more stuff down the line, but this does feel significant. But at least, at least it's Charles Soule. <laughs> yes. But I like what you said about uh, Snoke. You know, like we we know from Force Awakens that they all know him. But what did they when when Ben Solo runs off to him? Is it because everybody kind of likes Snoke at this point? Is he lying to everybody and and putting on a a, a facade, or was everybody like stay away from that guy Ben? That guy is is poisoning you. He's trouble. We don't trust him. Stay away. And you know, teenagers always have, or young people always have like that person. That yeah. they, they keep close, even though people are like, no, no, that guy's an ass. He's he's looking, He's he, they're using you. So I, I wonder where that's going to fall. And it's really interesting. It, that is fantastic potential there. You know what it reminds me of? Anakin with Palpatine. Sure. There's definitely a parallel, parallel there. Yeah. Just watching Revenge of the Sith tonight. It's fresh on my brain where Obi-Wan is saying, uh, careful of your friend Palpatine. Yeah, and Anakin's going. He's a good man. Like, what? What is? What is wrong with your? What's wrong with Palpatine? Like, why are you suspicious of him? It could be the same thing. Yeah, very much the same thing. And I like, you know, one of the assumptions that a lot of us made um, is, is that the Knights of Ren were those students at the academy who followed Kylo once he had that run-in with Luke. Right. And that is not the case, according to the solicit. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who said, no, (laughs) those those students that left are not necessarily nice to run. Like you you were saying, like you felt that Kylo joined a a pre-existing group. Yeah. That's going to be so cool to see because like now this feels like a brand new story to me like instead of just reading a story that i already and most of us had already kind of said yeah all right let's just just confirm this for me give me the give me the how now i've already i already get it now just show me how it happens this is now completely new to me and i can't wait to see how it unfolds absolutely so yeah those those poor jedis who chase after ben solo for killing Luke or presumably you know, thinking that the, that he killed Luke, they're done for. Yeah. They're done. It, that's going to be done, but it's now it's going to introduce the, the dynamic that, well, Ben was just defending himself. Hmm. Yeah. So it's going to complicate the, the whole idea of, of Ben Solo as a villain, which uh. is, is kind of cool, but also, oh boy, we, like, <laughs> we need to sympathize with, with murderers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so this particular issue looked like it's going to feed or a flashback to to that fight with the Knights of Ren 
presumably before Ben's turn. Uh, you wonder if the, if all of this is orchestration from Snoke. Like, is this a bit a grand plan of his to to slowly but surely rope in uh, Ben? And who is that person holding that red lightsaber? Hold on. <laughs> the, the cover is so crazy. Go back to the cover. There's all the all like I don't know if those are all the Knights of Ren that we eventually will meet in Rise of Skywalker. They look yeah. they look different to me. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're if it's the same people or if if it's a different group of Knights of Ren. But that that person in the back, we don't know if it's a man or a woman, with a red lightsaber, which has not been yet associated with Knights of Ren except for with Kylo. So who is that, Marie? Do you have do you have any guesses, any speculations, any wishes as to who the main guy is yeah i'm trying to find the cover now i can't find the cover um oh i found it um there it is goodness gracious yeah he has a red lightsaber um and that one guy has a giant axe sword thing yeah hatchet. Big, yeah like that, that's meant for cutting big animals to down in, to size in a butcher <laughs> shop that's um, gonna leave a mark yeah um goodness who is he i don't know crazy I right wonder, so you know how people have and, and i know at this point people are like no that's not it anymore but i'm just throwing this out there the acolytes of the beyond yep like for sure it could like with the way this is being written the way the synopsis was written of these people having been around before um they very well could be an outshoot of the acolytes of the beyond yeah this could be the evolution of them yeah because we saw how in the aftermath trilogy we saw how when they took possession of certain items, they would be possessed by them, essentially. Right. Yep. And, like, the Acolytes of the Beyond, I mean, at, at the time, it was like, whoa, who are these guys? Like, and that speculation that these maybe evolved to Knights of Ren, that's been, yeah, that this is a speculation that's been hanging around for, for a few years now. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to just confirm that, but... A group like the Acolytes of the Beyond, written about as they were in that Aftermath series, you, you got to uh, assume that at some point they were going somewhere with that. And this could be the eventual payoff. Yeah. I, think I hope it is, good. actually. I, I hope it is sort of built to in that way. But this is this is so fantastic. I mean, I don't have any guesses as to who that person is with the Red Saber. And you can see, like, there's inscriptions on their faceplate. Mm-hmm. Which you can see similar etchings on if you look on the the uh, the Last Jedi visual dictionary. Mm-hmm. There's Snoke's ring. Yeah, and you see the similar sort of etchings. So whatever if that, is that Sith language? Whatever I think it is, it's, there's it's a very glyphs similar. of Dortai. Oh right, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what that is. So the the four sages of Dortai. <sighs> There's there's some that's some real weird stuff because I, I I think that's also like real deep cut George Lucas stuff. Yeah, 
that's going way back. I'm I sh- I want to look that up, but the Dwartai. They, my understanding is they were. Mm. They, okay, so we see the the four sages of Dwartai. They are statues in Palpatine's offices. Yes, yes. And Masameda had had getting this off uh, Wikipedia right now or StarWars.fandom.com. Uh, so this is all legit info. Masameda, he's got a staff. There's a statue at the top of it. That's one of them. But yeah, so this is this is like George Lucas stuff. And aren't uh, Palpatine's lightsabers like one is on his person and the other one is hidden in one of the statues? Is that right? I think I so. Yeah, because he had two of them. Interesting. Yeah, so here's Supreme Leader Snoke of the First Order wore a gold ring inscribed with glyphs from the four sages of Dwartai. Very cool stuff. Very cool little linkage there. But again, I hope there's a bigger payoff to it. That would be so cool. Oh, goodness. This, yeah... (laughs) This this one really shook up fandom. Just I mean, just the sight of Ben Solo in action was enough yeah. to send send people like crazy. Like I, I found uh, the cover image on Fanthatrax, and I just grabbed the image and I threw it on Twitter, and I was like, yeah, "Have fun with this Twitter," and that tweet blew up. <laughs> like it it was retweeted like three hundred times or more. It was liked like eight hundred plus times. It was craziness. <laughs> I've never had a tweet blow up like that. Like it was my my phone all day was just buzzing so whatever like if for all those people who anything they say or do on twitter gets retweeted dozens of times and liked a couple hundred times like now i know what that feels like just once (laughs) and it was it was nuts (laughs) so yeah i mean i don't i don't have any guesses as to who that person with the saber is i don't think it's snoke himself yeah but but i think we do um I, I can see a, a story in which Ben Solo has to kill that person to, to ascend mm-hmm. to the leadership of Knights of Ren. Yeah. And that's sort of like just to cement that turn to the dark side. Or, I mean, until the eventual redemption of of Ben Solo, yeah. which is coming, right? I mean, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, every, Every little every day that passes, I feel that more and more like that's coming. <laughs> the so, one, yeah, I mean, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> the the one thing that that I'm hoping is that this series will be as epic as it sounds, because I've been reading Allegiance, and it's not as epic as it sounded, and I'm really sad about that. I I'm mm. enjoying it, but it seems to be rehashing the same thing in the third issue that it talked about in the first two. And I'm like, come on, like I want a really big, meaningful story. So I'm hoping that it will be as epic as it sounds. I haven't gotten to that. Like I have issues one through three here so far. I think four comes out later this week. Yeah. This coming week. I'm going to binge it all once I get it, but man, I guess that, that that's sad to hear because I I was hoping that would be again like almost mandatory reading, right? Right. Instead it probably is. It sounds like it's just generic. I mean, the first two issues were great, but the third issue was just like, 
why? Why are we telling this particular weird cultural backstory? I, I don't know. It's its own thing. But um, but it was it was still good. I mean, it's Star Wars and it's enjoyable. But I the first two issues are are definitely better. All right. Well, something to look forward to there. Maybe the the finale will will tie it all together in, in a in a important way. Yes, that's the thing. I'm like the fourth issue because there are only four issues in the series, and I'm like the fourth issue has a lot of work to do. Yeah, for yeah, if you if you yeah, if what you're saying is is true, and I have no reason to believe it's not. Um, yeah, four is gonna do some heavy lifting. So I mean, and, and like this this Kylo Ren series, like this feels like it's going to be mandatory reading. Yeah, like this should be almost like standard issue. Yeah, like every Star Wars fan gets a copy. <laughs> right, right. And I, and I'm 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 again 100 percent confident that Charles Soule will will deliver a worthwhile story with this series. And again, this is just four issues, right? So they should be dense, really dense stories. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm. But this is this comes out. This particular issue only comes out in January. So we we yeah January fifteenth, twenty twenty. We get to wait on this one for a little bit. So we'll see. We'll we'll already know what Ben's final landing place is, and then we'll get into this story. But uh, I, I, the one thing that sort of irritates me a little bit is like Lucasfilm is doing a lot of good work now to sort of recenter Ray as the hero of this trilogy mm-hmm. like she's front and center on the posters that this final trailer i think was was basically all hers and yeah. now and then this came out this this kylo ren number two thing and it i, I feel like a lot of the attention went right back to kylo <laughs> you know it's it's like no <laughs> please I, kylo's fascinating i get it we're all interested but yeah, I'm confused about who they want us to root for here. Is it Ray? Is it Kylo? Who is the hero? We'll talk about that again another time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I think we are just about done for this for this week, Marie. How, how, how are you feeling about all this? Are you excited for the future of Star Wars comics and books? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it sounds like there's a lot of cool stuff coming. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. They've got to keep Definitely. us busy. In 2020, because again, it's <laughs> going to be pretty dry. Because don't we have so, to wait till 2022 for another movie? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get Kenobi before that, and maybe even Cassian Andor. Yes. Or, uh, or season two of The Mandalorian. Maybe all that stuff will eventually come out before the next uh, Benioff and Weiss movie. But yeah, 2020 right now is looking bleak. Clone Wars to the rescue, but Yay. let's hope that the comics and novels really um, step up to the plate in, in a way that they haven't, in my opinion, done quite yet. As, as fun as they've been, I want them to like leave a real mark in 2020. Yeah. All right, so that I think we're done. I think that's going to do it for this week. So if if uh, if you guys out there want to be a part of the podcast, send your questions to us tumblingsaber at gmail dot com. And uh, again, you can also also help us out by sharing this podcast with your friends, uh, leaving a review on on iTunes, and becoming a powerful friend on Patreon. Support us there. Support what we do. Get yourself some early access podcasts and some 
uh, exclusive podcasts, and a bunch of other stuff that we love doing. So you can do that. You can learn more about that at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. And we'll shout out our friend Rob Wade over at emotionally14.com for endorsing this episode of the podcast. Um, And you can learn more about that at emotionally14.com where they endorse a good set of a really interesting and fun podcast, which I encourage you to go check out. So do that at emotionally14.com. And lastly, be sure to check out our friends at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. We have eight shows. Everybody's doing great work. Everybody's starting to freak out with all this content. We don't know where we're going to put it all for the next couple (laughs) of months. It's going to be amazing. And the Star Wars Commonwealth will be there to scratch your Star Wars itch many times over. So check it out, starwarscommonwealth.com and also on iTunes as a podcast provider. All right, so with a lot out of the way, Marie, where can people find you on the web on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Alia Morgane, and you can find my reviews of all different sorts of Star Wars books and Resistance episodes and soon Mandalorian episodes um, on the StarWarsReview.blogspot.com. And then I write a variety of different articles and some reviews for BeyondTheBlastDoors.com and just did a trailer breakdown on the site. Awesome. We cannot get enough of that trailer, so go check out that stuff. Connect with Maria and all those outlets. And uh, you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter and on Instagram and our closed Facebook group. You can check it. Check us out there. We're all in there. We're all real busy these days talking all kinds of Star Wars. It's hopping. So come check us out at uh, Facebook, the Tumbling Saber Closed Group. And so that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. I had a blast recording with you, Marie. It's been so much fun to unpack all this printed Star Wars news. Yes. And uh, we'll do it again real soon. But until then, everybody, have yourselves a great week, and may the Force be with you. Bye. That it draws me closer to your place Willing me through my dreams Fall away Signs Blindly To the lines on your face Beating Strong Drifting, not relive this dream over and over and over again. Please don't leave my heart broken, bleeding. Don't believe it.
and you run. Please don't leave my 